Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Well, let's talk about some fun things. Space, what's new with you out there? Oh, well, it's uh, very exciting. Um, there's, there's so much going on. Uh, the, the moon uh, in particular, the things that are being discovered on the moon, the international cooperation that's, that's going on. I've got uh, a number of sources that are giving me independent data of that, on that. Uh, one of them is actually uh, currently serving with the U.S. Army, and uh, this uh, source has uh, performed uh, secret missions uh, to things being discovered um, in our solar system as part of the secret space program. So, yeah, as I've been saying for many years, and I'm sure many of your guests have said as well, that you know there are parallel space programs. You've got the, the NASA program, the conventional civilian space program, which is all rocket-propelled, and it, it takes a lot of time to to plan and send these missions up. Um, and then you've got the, uh, the real space programs, which are run by the uh, different branches of the U.S. military, uh, the National Reconnaissance Office, and, and they have uh, advanced anti-gravity spacecraft using space-time propulsion systems, and they're able to get out far into our solar system and explore things. So this is... So, you know, one of my sources is saying, you know, has told me, shared that he's part of these uh, classified missions, and, yeah, they're discovering stuff all over the place. That is amazing. When did we end our moon missions? 1972? Yeah, that's right. 1972 with Apollo 17, that, that was the very last mission. And, you know, and people always ask, well, why in the world are we stopping the moon missions? I mean, after, after landing on the moon, wasn't the next logical uh, step for manned missions Mars? And, and of course, since 1972, there have been no uh, manned missions to anywhere else than uh, low Earth orbit for the uh, International Space Station and the Space Shuttle. and so, so, But that's the official space program. Now, many of my sources uh, have uh, said that we were told or warned off the moon. Uh, William Tompkins, the, the former aerospace engineer mm-hmm. with a number of um, major aerospace companies, uh, he, he was actually working at, uh, at a major aerospace company, TRW, in 1969, and he says he was there, um, they had live telemetry from NASA, and he was there at the TRW headquarters there in uh, in Los Angeles, and he saw, like a lot of the others uh, there watching the Apollo 11 landing, that uh, the Apollo 11 landed near that crater, what was it, the Sea of Tranquility? Yeah. And uh, they saw a bunch of large extraterrestrial spacecraft that were parked on the rim of the crater, and they were just kind of menacingly perched. And the message was sent that, look, you, know, you, you can conduct a few mis- uh, missions here, but uh, eventually you, you, you are not allowed to establish bases on the moon. Well, why do you think they did not want that? Well, uh, the Apollo program... Um, and, and Bill Tompkins made this very clear. The Apollo program was a cover for the Navy's secret space program called the NOVA program. And, and they were using, uh, they were building these huge boosters called NOVA. And, and this is a fact and that there were the, that the Saturn V rocker, 
the Saturn V rocket was going to be replaced by a larger booster rocket uh, called the Nova rocket. And uh, these were going to take a lot of equipment and resources to the moon, and the Navy planned to build bases on the moon, uh, military bases. And so this was part of the real reason why uh, we were told to get, to get off the moon or to not to return to the moon, because cause Apollo and, and the National Space Program, the Civilian Space Program, was, it was a cover for this military program to establish um, manned bases on the moon and eventually on Mars. Uh, but the extraterrestrials that were there uh, and, and their allies said, no, we don't want the Navy up here. We, we don't want any U.S. military uh, establishing bases up here. If you come up here, you come up here on our terms and you're not going to develop your own things. And so they said, don't come back. And so that's what happened. And so officially, and that's why uh, the NASA program uh, stopped, because we were warned off the moon. And so there was no need to go ahead with a cover program. It meant that uh, the Navy, um, the Air Force, and uh, the U.S. military had to make deals with those that were already on the moon and, and use their bases rather than go up there and build our own bases. So, so really that was what was going on, that uh, you know, we were warned off so that the U.S. military would not establish its own bases. And, of course, Philip Corso talked about this mm-hmm. in his book, uh, The Day Beyond Roswell. He talked about the Army's Horizon Project, uh, and the Navy had its own program, NOVA. So this was why... Uh, the, the Apollo program was stopped. The, the the real powers that were on the moon didn't want the U.S. military establishing these bases. They've talked about going back with a uh, astronaut crew in 2024. That's only two years away now. That seems pretty aggressive, Michael. Well, that's right. Yeah, that was something that was accelerated uh, under the Trump administration. I think uh, Trump came in and they had something called the Orion program, which uh, you plan to use these uh, uh, space uh, SLS rocket launchers that would replace the the Saturn V. That was being these uh, SLS uh, launchers were being uh, built by uh, I think Boeing and Lockheed a consortium, and and they were going to return return humans to the moon by 2027. Well, Trump came in and his um, his administrator Jim Bridenstine said, no, no, we can, we can do this much more quickly. And so let's fast-track it to 2024. And so that's what they did. And, so, and they came up with a, um, a new name for it uh, called the Artemis Program. And so this was uh, really an uh, international coalition to establish bases on the moon. And, and, the, and the key principle here for anyone listening is always that whenever there's a national space program uh, that's... Uh, aiming to establish anything in space, that's always a cover for a classified military space program to do much more behind the scenes. So, so because what you have here under the Artemis program uh, that aimed to return humans to the moon by 2024 in this multinational space alliance headed by, by NASA, was that you, you behind it you actually had a multinational military alliance that was going to build bases on the moon for an international military uh, coalition that is being created right now, as we speak, by uh, U.S. Space Command, which was also created 
during the Trump administration. Why is there so much interest to go back to the moon? Is it because it's so close? It's a launching pad for Mars? What, what do you think? Well, the, the moon uh, has always been um, you know, fascinating for people. You know, it's kind of like you know, that, that old adage, you know, why, why climb Mount Everest? Because it's there. So I think once humanity developed the uh, technology to go to the moon, it was like, well, it was a done deal that we would eventually use that technology. And of course, it happened under the Kennedy administration. Uh, yeah, but that was always a cover for these uh, military programs. And what's happened on the moon recently is that there's been a change of ownership, that the uh, that extraterrestrial human alliance that had dominance over the moon, that was the one that... Uh, stopped the Apollo program and, and, of course, stopped the U.S. Navy from establishing these manned bases under the, on the moon under the NOVA program, that extraterrestrial coalition has been replaced or has been removed from the moon, and that has opened the door for humanity to step in and take control of the moon. And that's really a fundamental shift, which is why there is this big, big return to the moon. And, it's, and it only happened in the last few years under the, under the Trump administration uh, that all of this was accelerated. And, of course, you have the Artemis Accords uh, being signed uh, by an alliance of uh, international space programs in, in 2020 under the Trump administration. And uh, so, so, yeah, everything is being accelerated for humanity returning to the moon in a, in a major way in a, in a space coalition. And that was made possible because though this, those extraterrestrials that had bases on the moon and, and gave uh, NASA and the U.S. military uh, the thumbs down back in uh, the late 60s, early 70s, that, no, you're going to stop these missions here, um, that coalition is now gone and that there's kind of like a new sheriff in our solar system, if you like, a new umpire uh, who is saying, no, uh, humans, uh, you, you are allowed to go out and colonize now. And so um, that's what's happening. What, uh, what's going on with the possibilities of a secret space force doing something on the moon now that we don't even know about? Well, what's happened is that uh, we, we have, uh, in the United States, of course, you have uh, Space right. Force as the sixth branch of the U.S. military, uh, but you also have Space Command, and that was established only uh, three months before Space Force was officially uh, created uh, in uh, 2019. And, and Space Command is uh, what integrates the space assets of all of the different uh, military services, the, uh, the Navy, the Air Force, the Army, and the Marine Corps. And, and so Space Command is launching that, is combining all of those space assets into one unified, cohesive program for U.S. military operations in space. But what Space Command is also doing is it's setting up something that's called um, uh, the Combined Space uh, commands um, involving the, the major nations uh, like uh, the U.S., Canada, Britain, France, Germany, Australia, um, in a one 
integrated military service that is going to operate in space. So, so what you're having right now uh, being created under U.S. Space Command is an integrated military coalition to take control of not just the moon, uh, but Mars and the rest of our solar system. And that's being assembled right now. So agreements have been, have been reached. Um, as I was getting this information uh, I, I, about this International Space Coalition being formed to go and take over all of these space assets uh, and these, base, these secret bases that were built on the moon um, and elsewhere in our solar system, uh, General James Dickinson, who's the four-star general in charge of U.S. Space Command, I mean, he acknowledged uh, back in August of 2021 uh, that Space Command had reached over 100 agreements with different national space programs, wow. militaries, and corporations. And, and that was uh, confirmation for what my sources were telling me, that Space Command is the key player in setting up this multinational space coalition that combined both civilian and military into a renewed thrust out into space and taking over a lot of the bases that had been secretly established on the moon and uh, taking control of our solar system. Michael, why do you think the Soviet Union, then of course Russia, just never pursued going to the moon after they were ahead of us in the space race? Well, um, the, it was very expensive and to, to launch a moon uh, program, a civilian moon program. Now, <clears throat> the moon program was always a cover. I mean, Apollo was always a cover. So it was, it was like you, you had, how could you hide from Congress and the mass media uh, that your military was using uh, advanced technologies to go to the moon or set up uh, bases on the moon or on Mars or elsewhere in our solar system? So you, you would have a cover program. And, and so you would spend, like I think the Apollo program in the in the, uh, what was it, from 1960 to 1972 in the 12 years, I think it spent like $30 billion, which was a lot of money at the time. And uh, the Soviet Union just didn't want to do that. Um, uh, and, and, and so they decided that it was uh, easier for them to, to just not, not have a, a moon program, even, even though they did go through the, the steps. But I think they recognized that once... Uh, the U.S. was, was going to be first to the moon in terms of uh, setting up uh, a military bases on the moon. The, the Soviets kind of like backed off. They, they knew the U.S. would be, would be first, and they, and they watched as, as the U.S. was uh, told not to establish these military bases on the moon. So the Soviets kind of took their cue from that, and, um, and, and, and so they really just really... Um, tried to bring about an outcome that suited them, which was that the U.S. military would not be allowed to establish bases on the moon. Um, and there's a, a researcher by the name of Dr. Peter Beter, who I'm sure you probably came across the name in the late 70s. He, he put out these audio letters, and he talked about the Soviets and the Americans having this competition to establish secret military bases on the moon and eventually engaging in a, a battle. And he called it uh, uh, Harvest Moon. 
And it was a, a battle uh, that had extraterrestrials involved in there, and it involved, uh, essentially, the, the U.S. was ahead in terms of establishing uh, a s- space vehicles and being able to uh, create bases on the moon, but the Soviets were ahead in terms of di- building directed energy weapons. And so there was a space battle, and mm. the Soviets used their directed energy weapons to uh, destroy whatever the U.S. had built on the moon, according to Peter Beter. So fascinating information. But, but definitely the Soviet Union uh, has always had its own program, has reached its own agreements with different extraterrestrial groups, um, has participated or collaborated with the U.S. to a certain degree. Uh, they've kind of like been... Uh, cooperative on some issues with the U.S., but in others they've been uh, very distinct competitors. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.